All right, Sid. Well, I promised you I'd go first this week. I had you go first the first week, and then it was my turn the second week, and you beat me to it. That's just how Sid works. You know, you snooze, you lose. You uh, blink, and she's ahead of you. So I didn't want to be reactive this week. I wanted to be proactive. And I thought, you know what, let me ramble for the first couple of minutes. Because it always seems like when you start these things, you know, until you find your rudder, until you figure out what you're talking about, you tend to just ramble for a couple of minutes. And I guess, in fairness, maybe we did that the whole time. I don't know. But just check it in with uh, my partner, Sid, and with the rest of the world. If you like what we're doing, email us, rayandsidshow at gmail.com. We check it all year long. And this is just our little digital diary, our way of just keeping you guys up on what's going on. Just a couple of minutes out of our day. And uh, just once a week. And just kind of keep you in the loop. Because the new season, which we've been green-lighted with for Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid, that should probably start airing what late summer early fall i mean i guess to coincide with the tv season <laughs> go in direct competition with the networks we can do that we can take them they've had their day it's our turn <laughs> so it's uh it's been interesting it's never boring never dull i'm never without things to do i know sid is busy rebuilding salt lake one lot at a time Real excited to see what that's going to look like in 20 years. It's just going to be like Sidville. That'll be fun. What do you think? Sid Lake City. Don't give her any ideas. She's already on the way, believe me. It's really funny. I was thinking about it and how I wanted to beat Sid to the punch this week and get this in first so she could respond. It's a lot easier to respond. Um, I was thinking about the fact that we're basically two impatient A-types. And we want things 10 minutes ago. And usually you have one person who can be that way. And then the other person kind of has to be the yang to the yin. But somehow this works out. Now, I know for a fact that I'm a lot more patient than I used to be 15, 20 years ago. There's no way Sid and I could have worked together. I don't think there was any way that could have worked out, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Especially in like my 20s when I was way less patient, I was really uptight. It was strange because I was reserved, especially in comparison to now. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just, uh, as Sid calls it, the old dog years, you know, the older dog years. You just, you just pick your battles. You care less about the things you can't control. You know, and the things you want, you go out and you get. And you cut through all the BS. You cut through the red tape. And, you know, sometimes feelings aren't quite spared, but that's okay, too. You know, people get over things. <laughs> I mean, you know, the things we worry about when we're younger, we look back. I always wondered, Sid, if we could go back and, like, follow us around for a day 25 years ago. Could you imagine what it would be like? You'd be like, what were you doing? Why were you like that? What were you thinking? <laughs> You know, but uh, that's hindsight for you, right? I mean, if, imagine if you could see where you were going. That would probably be a really bad thing, actually. 
I don't think any of us could handle that. See, now I got to ramble for four minutes. That's what happens. But Sid will fill you in on what she's doing. I'm sure, like I said, you know, she's uh, got the rest of Salt Lake in that part of the country with their hands full dealing with Sydney. <laughs> That's a labor of love. I, uh, I can't wait to get back to season two again. But in the meantime, as you know, I've been uh, teasing and hinting, and yes, uh, there will be new installments of the Ray Powers Hour during the off-season. That's what I've been doing, and that's what I'll be working on for the next couple of months, among other things. You know, softball and a couple of tour dates here and there, and then, you know, rehab in my home, as I talked about last week. And uh, I did take Sid's advice, and, you know, I'm not going to be worried about... Uh, all the minutiae because it's a hundred year old home. And every time you turn around, you think you have things perfected and it's like, no, I can get this a little bit better, you know, and you'll drive yourself crazy. So some of the charm, I suppose, is in the uh, imperfections, right? But, uh, I'll tell you working on her ceiling, I really mastered the technique of, uh, of the trow, the order of the trow. I'm trying to think of, uh, what the uh, Kung Fu people would call it. I don't know. See, I've lost my mind already. It's all that dust I've inhaled. And I'm wearing the good breathers, but uh, I have photos of uh, what it looked like after I sanded the entire ceiling. I did get really good. Like I said, I got the feathering down. I got uh, I got real smooth edges. There's no high spots up there. And there was a lot of peeling, a lot of cracking. And with a ceiling, Sid would know this, and a lot of you know this too. If you've ever dealt with having to paint the ceiling or repair a ceiling, you're working completely against gravity. It's a 180 degree angle. And the only place any debris has to go is straight down. It's not like a wall where it's 90 degrees and at least you have a chance to kind of, you know, you have um, a little leverage involved. But with a ceiling, it's just, you know, you have no leverage at all. Your arms are getting a workout. But it looks great. I mean, I'm real excited. I can prime it tonight. And it took days. I mean, the walls, I can't even describe how insanely messed up they were, for lack of a better term. You like my technical terminology there? And the ceiling was so-so, but I, I did work it out where I was able to um, not overdo it, but you know, get it to where I did the repairs. And... uh I don't know. We'll see once the, the prime coats go on, but I think it looks great. And that's me saying this. I'm not happy with anything I do. You know, you can see all your imperfections in your work, but honestly, I got off the ladder. I'm like, that's, that's not bad. And uh, it's just a matter of, you know, getting past the rookie mistakes of the first portion of the corner of the room. And then when I was finished with the last of it, I went back to the beginning and went, oh, yeah, now I have this technique down. Now I can apply it here. And I went back and I fixed the uh, little mistakes I made. And uh, the worst part about having to reapply any kind of a compound or spackle or plaster is you have to wait for it to dry, you know? And you think you're ready to paint? It's like, nope. Got to put a little putty here. I got to put a little schmear here. And then I let it dry for the entire day because then when I go to grind it with the sander... And I'm, I'm doing it all by hand. I'm not using any power tools because 
I find that this just works out better. You can you can control the tension, the pressure. You know, I'm just going off on my own little tangent, but uh, that's the whole point of this, right? So my point is, you know, I'm, I'm actually content with a job that I did, and it's just a rare thing. Like when I cut a new single, I can't listen to the mix, the master, anything. Even when the song's out, I can't listen to it for like a month or two because I'm listening to all the imperfections. They're all raw. They're all still fresh. You know, it's like having fresh stitches or a fresh scar. It's like, no, I can't. It's still too raw. And after a while, you go back, you listen, you kind of forget all the minutia, hopefully. And it would just be like walking into this room and I wasn't happy with what I was looking at. You know, I might come back weeks later if somebody else had painted it, let's say, and I wouldn't be able to see a lot of the uh, the flaws. But again, my daughter's 12. You know, she's into the goth and steampunk type of uh, style. So, you know, a lot of that will work to her advantage too. Anyway, I know I rambled for 10 minutes. So I just wanted to kind of give you a quick update on what's going on. And Sid, I'm sure, has an interesting story. I'll keep it short and sweet. This way, uh, I don't wear up my welcome. But um, thinking of you guys, Sid, always thinking of you. You're the best. Love and respect. Can't wait to do this again. Hey, Ray. It's the Digital Diary. And uh, hello, everyone. I'm really happy that you're here. I hope you're enjoying our digital diary. Um, I've been enjoying it, and I know this time, Ray, you went first. And I did listen to yours. I wanted to uh, reply back. First of all, you are correct. Uh, we, We would not have done well if we would be doing this when we were younger, for sure. Because, you know, I was the same person I am today, just younger, and my my methods and my, uh, what would we say? You know, how I go about things were just not as refined back then, if we call what I do now refined. But I definitely was that risk taker, but I didn't have enough wisdom behind me to know that when I took that risk, what was going to come up on the other side. So, you know, I wasn't as prepared as one could be. You know, when I moved out to LA, I just got in my car. I thought I was so wealthy at $400, and I clearly forgot to get myself a place to live. <laughs> I know, minor detail. Um, that maybe the $400 would be taken up in fuel and food, getting myself to California. And how in the world did I get to California? I mean, I had to read a map back then. I don't know, it's all a miracle. And then I get out there, no place to live, didn't take that into account. Brand new car, uh, have to have gas, don't know where I am. I mean, you know, so all I'm saying is you're right. We probably wouldn't have done well just because uh, two red personalities who are out of control, never, that's never a good mix. But now, you know, being the old dogs that we are, we're a good mix. We're phenomenal. And uh, yeah, you're much more easygoing than I am. I know, I know that's hard to hear. I know it's uh, it's also surprising, but it's true. You're much more easygoing than I am. So, um, but when I was listening to 
your digital diary. You're talking about doing your remodeling. And since remodeling is just up my alley, I did want to just give just some food for thought, of course. You don't have to do what I say to do. It's just something that maybe you go, ah, push posh to that, Sid. We're not doing that. But hey, we might consider that. So I hear that you're going room to room. So as you are remodeling, something to remember that simplicity is the name of the game. If you want longevity, meaning getting 10 to 20 years out of whatever you're doing, simplify. It is best if you're going to use your lighter color that your trim, your walls, your ceiling, your doors, everything one color, one sheen. Now in your sheen, if you're going to use like Sherwin-Williams, it should be the third one up, the Promar. It's their professional eggshell. It, it doesn't have, like when you look at it on the wall, it doesn't have a gloss, but it has enough gloss in it so that you can clean it. And that sheen should be on your baseboards, your walls, your ceilings, your doors. Many painters say, well, we should go gloss up our, um, our baseboard. Well, maybe that's what they used to do. But if I walk into a space and I see your baseboard and I see your ceiling, miss it. So if you have a true uh, Victorian or true to the directly like traditional home, that's exactly what it is, a traditional home, then you can do a different color on your baseboards and on your ceilings and your trim. But if your home is not a Victorian or a true traditional, then we should move a little towards transitional, meaning you don't have to be transitional. You can still do like a, a rustic modern. You could do a traditional uh, French country. You can do uh, mid-century modern. You can do all of that. But in order to get there and be successful, if we're not doing uh, wood as, as our baseboards, with a stain, then we should paint baseboards, walls, ceilings, doors, all one color, one sheen. Now, I have so many clients that try to fight that, but once they do it, 100% of the time, they come back saying, oh my gosh, I just feel so happy in this space. In fact, I have a client up in Park City. I have about eight homes in Park City right now that I'm doing, a couple in Midway, a couple out, um, Atlanta and in, in California so this is all I do is interior design but this client she goes okay I'll do my guest room this way you know all one color one sheen and then she went and did her her master bedroom the way she chose to do it well guess what room she loves the most yes the guest room so it just cushions you now I do want to give food for thought that Many people say, well, I just want white. Well, white's never white, number one. And as you choose your whites, you really want to find a white that has a little gray base, a gray undertone. And people will say, well, I don't want gray. Well, your white's not going to be gray. But gray doesn't move on me. If you find a white that has like a taupe undertone, you're going to get peach. You're going to get a pink room. You're going to get a pumpkin room. Depends on where the sun is and what's next to that color white. So if you want a white that sort of stays in its lane, doesn't move much, you get one with just a slight creamy gray undertone. You can move to cream. 
You just want to make sure it's not an or, uh, yellow cream or else you're going to get banana. Anyway, so white does not make you happier. I know people think it makes you happier, but white forces light to bounce around. So it bounces around and you never really cushion into your room. If you're trying to create a space where you feel inspired, happy, and to be able to de-stress, color is what does that for you. Now, when you walk into a space and it has color and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, this place is, is dark and it's depressing. Well, it's because someone put colors in there that have different undertones. Maybe there's a purple undertone, a brown undertone, so the undertones are fighting. So if you find color, if it has a little silver undertone, then it doesn't matter if it's color or white, quote unquote, because white's never white, but you find paint, a color that has a little silver undertone. Now I can marry warms and cools together. That's the most ideal thing. But I just did a home where I did a ceiling that's black. Of course, the husband didn't want it. But I said to him, you know what, Chris, if you'll just give me a minute, just let me do this. If you hate it, I'll pay for the ceiling to be redone. But guess what his favorite room is? It's that living room that has this black ceiling. Now, black's never black. Like an iron ore, black is beautiful because it does have a little silver push undertone to it. So anyway, I know it's not really DIY, Sid. It's not, is that right? Do it yourself. Yeah, it's not really DIY. I know, I, but when I start talking about interior design, I can't help it. Oh, one last thing, I'm oh, sorry. So if you're going to install flooring, which I don't know if you are, but if you want to cause more um, happiness in a space, if I'm dealing with a kitchen, my flooring should run parallel horizontal to my island. It will make people happier. People want to sit and eat in that kitchen longer. If a flooring runs vertically into a kitchen, people wander in, and they wander out. If we're putting flooring, let's say hardwood or LVP into a bedroom, if we can get that flooring to run parallel horizontal to the entry of that bedroom, you're going to feel happier because if you plank it to where I'm planking into that room, well, I'm going to say, okay, I'll get to that. Often not as happy, but the next question really is, what is it we're trying to feature? Whatever you're trying to feature, your flooring should run parallel horizontal to whatever you're trying to feature. That's, that's a good rule of thumb. So if I have a fireplace, I'm going to run my flooring parallel horizontal to my fireplace. If I have an entry or walking into a bedroom and I want to feel less stressed, I'm going to run it parallel horizontal to me entering that room. Oh my gosh. Okay, I, I've got to stop. Anyway, okay, I love you all. I love you, Ray. I wish we could be doing this face-to-face, -face, but our season two of Dare to Be Better with Ray and Sid is going to be spectacular. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And thank you, Ray. Okay, I'll talk to you soon.